the Florida Gators have not yet hired an offensive coordinator. I do still believe that that hire will happen. Today on Lockdown Gators, we're going to talk about who it should be here. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free for every listen to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33. If you have not yet signed up for subtext, the link is in the description below. Join subtext.com slash locked on gators. It's where we're talking all the news, the flight tracking, coaching candidates, transfer portal risks, transfer portal wants, all that stuff. 14 days free, five bucks a month after that. No commitment whatsoever with that. If you want to be a locked on gators insider. But today we're talking about the offensive coordinator hires who I'd like to see get that spot. If you're a subtext subscriber, you got this last night. But I, I think that the first name I'm going to put up there is Willie Korn, who is the Liberty offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And I know that if you're paying attention to Twitter, he's the hot name right now. If you've been listening to Lockdown Gators, he's been the guy. He, he, he's been the one that I want that's been on the top of my list. When I made my list uh, before the season ended, I had Jeff Scott and him right there. Not that Jeff Scott's uh my personal choice but jeff scott's the most likely candidate there willie corn played quarterback under billy napier there's that relationship and of course we know that he's uh he he's been at coastal carolina and liberty as the offensive coordinator under jamie chadwell i know that when i reached out to folks in i think it was late october early november around that time um I know that when I reached out to folks and I was like, hey, what do you think about Willie Korn? It was, or what do you think about the possibility of Willie Korn leaving? It was, they did not believe that Willie Korn was tied down to Jamie Chadwell, that he was not someone who was just going to ride on the coattails. Similar to how people thought of Andy Kotelnicki at Kansas uh, going away from Lance Leopold. Like a lot of these guys, look, they, they spend a long time there, but once they do their time and they need to kind of, branch out that's what they're going to do and i and i'm not saying willie corn's going to do that but i do think that willie corn is someone that florida should be looking at if you aren't legitimately looking at him there um played qb under billy navier like i said and i think that that's enough of a relationship to go all right i, I think he'd be willing to leave uh jamie chadwell uh, he played quarterback under jamie chadwell before he before he became uh, Jamie Chadwell's assistant like that's how he got into coaching he played quarterback under Jamie Chadwell for his final two years of eligibility at a, at a smaller school after leaving Clemson and, and that's how he got into coaching like this is someone that Florida I, I'll say I think they've looked at him I think they've talked to him not that I know that definitively but just connecting the dots of some things wouldn't be shocked at all if uh if he was someone in Florida at least talked to I don't know about anything else but at least talked to Willie Korn's offense, I mean, it's 21 personnel, it's 12 personnel. That's how he's described it. 
Willie Korn has described his offense as 21 personnel, 12 personnel, and 11 personnel. Those three are the, are the main personnel that they'll operate out of. Which, imagine doing that. I do think that Billy Napier would make him go more 12 personnel than 21. But even then, using Arliss in the backfield, Isaiah Likely was Coastal Carolina tight end from a couple years ago. He's now with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he was a big draft crush, great athlete, can play tight end, can play big slot, can play fullback, can line up back there. You could probably do the same thing with Arliss Boardingham. I'm just saying. You could do that same thing with Arliss Boardingham. And again, with the 12 personnel, 21 personnel, two running backs and one tight end. 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. So 21, Montreal, if Trevor Etienne decides to stay, which conversation for another day. But Montreal, if it's Trevor Etienne, even if it's Trayon Webb, whoever it might be, Florida's done a good job getting production from running backs. Imagine putting them both on the field at the same time. Instead of the constant crying on Twitter of give give seven carries, give two carries, whatever it is, put them both on the field and, and give them both opportunities to make plays there. So that would be fun as well. Um, th- it is a spread option offense that Willie Korn runs, which we'll go way more in-depth on if he is the guy, which again, I, I'm going to keep my heart in there. <laughs> But uh, history tells me that Billy Napier will not hire the guy that I want him to hire. So there's that. But with the spread option that Willie Korn has run at Coastal Carolina and Liberty, and I understand that that Willie Korn has called plays. Okay, I want to get that one out there. Um, I understand that setup is more as the Jamie Chadwell offense. Guys tend to take what they learned under and then shift things around and move things around. And we've seen Willie Korn kind of put his own twist on things that Jamie Chadwell didn't typically do. But the spread option with Florida could be really fun in 2024. Because, and Willie Korn has said that his speed, his option, because he he's called his own offense a spread option offense, he said it could be speed option, it could be triple option, it could be freeze option, it could be straight up RPO. That last bit where he goes, oh, it could be straight up RPO. That's where it could help Florida in 2024. Because Graham Mertz, yeah, he's probably not going to be running speed option, triple or freeze or anything like that, but he can absolutely function with the RPO. Let him run the RPO and let the offense operate with that. But then you also look at the 2024 recruiting class and you see DJ Lagway coming in and we frequently hear, you know, Maybe you shuffle this guy in. Maybe you rotate this guy in. DJ Lagway could be someone who you look at what that spread option does, and it's the speed option and the triple option and the freeze option and the RPO with a read attached to it. You could be looking at a really, really fun thing there with Graham Mertz running and then DJ Lagway coming in as the, or Graham Mertz running the offense. And DJ Lagway coming in to be a kind of change of pace quarterback there, where people talk about, oh, it's it's the 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 Chris Leak Tim Tebow stuff. Could be used in in similar ways there again. Red option is how we've talked about this. I will continue to say that I would love it if Florida did hire him. 
I will never anticipate Billy Napier to do the thing that I want this team to do because that has broken my heart far too many times. But if it is Willie Korn, that's someone that I'm very much looking forward to seeing. What he could do with Florida athletes as well, because, and by Florida athletes, I don't mean just the state of Florida. I mean with the athletes at the University of Florida, because we haven't seen him do much, or we haven't seen him have these elite players. It is also noteworthy that Grayson McCall's played quarterback for Coastal Carolina in this offense. Um, or not even noteworthy in the sense of like, oh, maybe he's going to come here. But just funny that, you know, last year, Florida Gators fans were like, Grayson McCall. And then now it's just that OC that that helped him become who he was. Um, but yeah, that, that's a fun little tie-in as well. But I again, I think that Willie Korn be a fantastic hire. Not expecting it at all. I would be very happy. I, again, I'm expecting that they've talked. I would think that. If you're going to do your due diligence in what is essentially your fight for your job year for Billy Napier, I'd imagine you have to talk to the guy who's had a really explosive offense. But imagining what he could do with Trey Wilson, Aiden Mizell out wide, could be really fun. We're about to talk about another name on this list who is not my personal favorite, but he's on the list (laughs) that we're going to talk about before we talk about him. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up about wins and losses, mostly losses this year. It was really fun. Who starts and sits? I'm thankful for that connection that we have. And today, I want our chat to be just a little bit more personal, whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage. You are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics, and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one year supply. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. And remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. Thanks again for making Locked Navigators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And the name here is Jeff Scott is someone that I'm not thrilled about. I spoke about this uh, the day after the Florida State game. I had a bonus episode come out with, with basically my offensive coordinator wish list. Jeff Scott was there not as a wish list, but as the most likely candidate. I feel like we talked about it back in October, and I feel like once the season ended, everybody was like, all right, if he hires an offensive coordinator, I'm expecting to be Jeff Scott just because he's always been the front runner. He, he's always been the front runner for this job. We know that Jeff Scott has uh, a prior relationship with Billy Napier to do their time at Clemson together. We know that Jeff Scott and Billy Napier have at least relatively similar offensive philosophies. And Jeff Scott, who was the former head coach at the University of South Florida, took this past year off from coaching. So availability-wise, If he was there, he could have been hired the day after the Florida State game, which is honestly the main reason I think it won't be Jeff Scott is that if it was him, I think we would have had the announcement by now, right? That makes a lot of sense, I think, to go, he's not someone who we talk about like the NFL rumors when we talk about those coaches and it's like, all right, well, maybe he wants to, again, they can leave when they want, but maybe he wants to instead 
ride out the season with his guys, finish what he started, whatever you want to call it, and then he's going to come here. Maybe that's why it's hush-hush. Uh, with colleges, it's like, well, maybe they got a bowl game to finish in, maybe a conference championship, whatever it might be. That's not the case with Jeff Scott. He's been available. And I, I know that for many people, it's that he was never really the primary play caller when he was back at Clemson and he was the co-offensive coordinator. He would call the passing plays. When he was at South Florida and he was the head coach, he would build the game plan with whoever the offensive coordinator was because he had two. He would build the game plan with the offensive coordinator. And then come game time, he would hand off play calling duties. Which, by the way, can, can we talk about, not I, I guess ironic, but how ironic it would be if Billy Napier hired in Jeff Scott when Jeff Scott knew he had to do that, knew that on game day he would have to kind of delegate play calling duty. That'd be ironic that he hires the guy who delegated play calling duty. Um, but again, we know that offensive philosophy would be very similar. We know that there is a relationship and mutual respect. Hell, we know Jeff Scott would be interested in this job. That's not a question. That's a fact. We know that. I know Jeff Scott would be interested with Willie Korn. I don't know that. I could assume he would, because why wouldn't he be interested in going to the SEC? under a guy he used to play under, but we know Jeff Scott's interested. And we know that Jeff Scott is one hell of a developer at wide receiver. We know that he's one hell of a recruiter at wide receiver. You look at Clemson from the days that Jeff Scott was there. It's DeAndre Hopkins. It's Sammy Watkins. It, it Cornell Powell got there. There's T Higgins. The, every Clemson receiver, Mike Williams, that we talk about that's in the NFL Sure, I slipped Cornell Powell in there, and he's not in that group, but I do believe he's still in the NFL. I think he's with the Chiefs still. Um, but every, every Clemson receiver we talk about that, that's that gone to the NFL has been Justin Ross, uh, not Justin Ross, has been Jeff Scott recruited and developed with the exception of Justin Ross because Justin Ross was recently into the NFL. Even then, actually, he might have been Jeff Scott recruited. So we look at all, all the receivers that Clemson has put into the league, and we look at when they're with their recruiting pitch and they're like, Oh, if you want to be a receiver and you want to go to the NFL, come to Clemson. The guy who did all that isn't there. Look at their receiver play this year. Look at their receiver play last year. It wasn't very good. Right. I think, I don't think anybody would really argue that with you. Jeff Scott's a recruiter at receiver, a developer at receiver. And the most, maybe the most important part about taking this offensive coordinator job if he were to take this offensive coordinator job with recruiting, he has ties to Florida. He's always had ties to Florida, but especially being the South Florida head coach just two years ago, or actually just last season was when he got fired. He has ties to Florida. That's one of the reasons where Jeff Scott is not a name that, that strikes confidence into my heart. Jeff Scott is not a name where I'm like, let's go, baby. He's not going to do that. Willie Korn, I'll freak out about. The next guy that we'll talk about, Jake Peets, is someone that I would freak out about with glee if they got hired. Jeff Scott's not going to do that. But I've said this whole time, the most important reason that Billy Napier needs to hire an offensive coordinator and give up play calling duty is because he needs to be a better head coach. He needs to run the day-to-day -day at the University of Florida better than he has. And giving up offensive coordinator responsibilities 
will allow him to do that. His offense is fine. He needs to be better at the little things, the detail-oriented things we were promised that have not been delivered on whatsoever. He needs to improve there. So Jeff Scott is not a, a sexy hire, but he could be the hire that gives Billy Napier what he needs, that gives the University of Florida what they need, and we know that he can recruit. So we know, and again, if he were hired, I would fully expect it to be OC slash wide receiver coach. And Billy Gonzalez would just be, uh, unfortunately, out of the job at that point. Whereas when you look at Billy Corn, you could just go straight up OC. Um, I don't believe, that, so Ryan O'Hara handles quarterbacks. I don't believe they list him as officially quarterback coach, so could give Willie Corn that, which would just be bonkers to give even more emphasis to quarterback coaching where it, I mean, look, quarterbacks, Graham Mertz played a lot better this year. Uh, I, I think that we could see some more improvement there with added eyes and added brains there. But then we also talk about the last guy, which is if Florida were to venture into the NFL, I think it would be Jake Peets, but we'll talk about him in just a second. Before we do, today's episode of Locked Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's incredibly easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. In fact, I'm just going to go, and, and right now, I'm just going to bet something. I don't even know what. What's Thursday night football? Steelers, Pats, I'm going to bet Steelers money line. Screw it. That's what we're doing. And that's how quick it was. Right. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Steelers better not screw me on that. I just want to make that one clear. Uh, Patriots scored zero against the Chargers, which what a tie-in that one might be in, in a couple of days. We'll see. But um, with Jake Peets now talking about potential offensive coordinator hire, if you do go to the NFL, this is the guy. Jake Peets outright is number two on my list now that Andy Kotelnicki got hired by Penn State. So Jake Peets, the number two player, the number two coach on my board. I've got it as Willie Korn and Jake Peets there. And then Jeff Scott is again up there just because he has to be because he's the most likely hire. But Jake Peets is my number two. If Napier went into the NFL for a hire, I think Jake Peets would be at the top of that list. If if he went somewhere else other than Jake Peets, I would think it'd be Shea Tierney, who is the Giants quarterback coach. Uh, he's basically been following Brian Dable since 2018 Alabama. I believe it was 2018 Alabama where Brian Dable then went to the Bills and took Shea Tierney with him, then went to the Giants and took Shea Tierney with him. Uh, personally, I don't think Shea Tierney is ready for that kind of step up at all. So not there. But Jake Peets... Could do it. That's why he's at the top of my list. Jake Peets was an analyst at Alabama while Billy Napier was the wide receiver coach. We know they've been on staff together. How much interaction there was, I genuinely don't know, but we know they've been on staff together and we know that they know people 
through like mutuals through staff. Okay. Jake Peets is currently the pass game specialist for the LA Rams. You know, the team with Cooper Cup, Ben Puka Nakua. That those LA Rams. I think that's also significant to talk about because we've talked about the comparison of Billy Napier's offense to many NFL teams. And I think the Rams are the most relatable ones there. When you look at what they do in the run game, when you look at just how they set things up, the the big difference is that Billy Napier goes 12 personnel way more than Sean McVay does with the Rams. But just schematically what they do, you've got those condensed sets, the wide zone. Even though Sean McVay doesn't go 12 personnel heavy, he has Ben Skoranek basically playing tight end slash fullback. Literally has lined up in the backfield and been a lead blocker like a fullback. So really, he's just going tiny 12 personnel. That's it. So I think that when you look at what they do schematically, you can see a lot of comparisons between the LA Rams and Billy Napier's Florida Gators. Makes a lot of sense to go, okay, we like to do things that Sean McVay does in Florida. So we, we like to follow Sean McVay's footsteps in some things. Why not take someone who's been working directly under Sean McVay? He can bring in the same principles, but he's, one, a passing game specialist, which could use a bit of work, and two, he can come in and be a play caller that has play calling duty or play calling experience because Jake Peets does have offensive coordinator experience. He has offensive coordinator experience in the SEC, he was LSU's offensive coordinator a couple of years ago. And I legitimately mean a couple of years ago, as in two years ago, as in 2021, as in, yes, the year that Tyrion Davis Price ran for damn near 300 yards against the Florida Gators two years ago. Jake Peets was the offensive coordinator. Which also goes to bring up another point when talking about a, a diverse running game. We talk about Billy Napier, wide zone. Yes, they run the wide zone, but they also run counter power. They run these gap plays, these gap schemes still, even though they're primarily a zone-blocking offense. But we see Florida break out. I mean, counter they've had a ton of success with this year. Jake Peets, counter. <laughs> they've, they've had a lot of success uh, when he was an offensive coordinator at LSU. Ton of success running it. He could bring that to Florida, where again, Florida specifically had great success running counter this year. So Jake Peets can bring that down. He's shown a tendency to be willing to call it. He's shown a tendency to call a play so much where if he goes, I don't think you can stop it, I'm going to keep calling it, which I do love. I, I think that's arrogant as hell, and I love every single bit of that. But Jake Peets has SEC offensive play calling experience. He's been working. Under Sean McVay, whose offense is very similar to what Billy Napier likes to do. In fact, he could even bring in just the force feed my two favorite receivers. Imagine this year, Billy Napier is just like force feed Ricky Pearsall and Trey Wilson. I don't care about anything else. And imagine what that could be like. Still has run principles. Still loves to run the football. 12 personnel again. Like this is this is one of those perfect hires where we talk about or those perfect matches where we talk about even if Billy Napier does give up play calling duties, he's going to want 
scheme continuity, system continuity. That's what Jake Peets would bring to the table, as well as NFL experience and as well as play-calling experience already. So if you're looking into the NFL, Jake Peets has to be number one because you're not getting Mike McDaniel or Kyle Shanahan. You look at Jake Peets as number one on that list. And it's a good year to need an NFL guy that's kind of lower down the totem pole because Bobby Slowick, Ben Johnson, there's a lot of NFL play, a lot of NFL coordinators that are going to get hired elsewhere. So if you if you're looking into the NFL and you look at Jake Peets and you bring him in, get him before the other NFL teams come calling for an OC or for a head coaching opportunity. I'm not sure. I will say this. I'm not sure if Jake Peets is interested in coming back to college. I would imagine play calling duty would be enticing. I would imagine he'd be open to doing it because he didn't quit LSU. The LSU staff got fired with Ed O, which again could be a funny parallel. But the the LSU staff got fired with Coach Orgeron, and then Jake Peets came into the NFL. This is not someone who was like, ah, you know what? I'm I'm kind of over college. I want to go to the NFL. This is someone who got fired with the, along with the rest of the staff in college, and then went to the NFL. So I, I don't know why he wouldn't be very interested in coming back if he can. But, I mean, Jake Peets is right up there. Willie Korn's number one. Jake Peets is number two. That's how it's going to be. I don't care who gets hired. Or I do care who gets hired. But if it's either of those guys, I'm going to be ecstatic. Again, Florida's contacted Willie Korn. I have no idea how those talks have gone. They've contacted him. I don't know if they've contacted Jake Peets. I know they've contacted Jeff Scott. That'd be the least exciting one. But if you can get Willie Corner, Jake Peets, I will be a very, very happy camper. And I will be right back on board with maybe Billy Napier actually does stay past 2024. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free breakfast in the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more Florida Gators. Maybe transfer portal, maybe high school recruiting. Who knows what's going on? It's it's a crazy world in in Gator Nation here. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work for the whole nine sports, Giants Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.